The good Lord has really, really blessed me. I'm talking from the get go. I often think how like my parents just made it happen, bruh. I never wanted for nothing, bruh. I had everything I needed and I used to get most of everything I wanted. You know what I'm saying? Not saying we had it like that because that's far from the case. They just grinded for everything and they just made sure we were straight, big straight. And with that, you know, this brings me to my next point. When people say money ain't everything, bruh, I just can't feel that. I can't relate. You know, maybe if you're not like myself or people cut off my cloth, you know, humble beginnings is a real thing. And you really can't tell me money ain't everything. You know what I'm saying? This is America, a capitalistic society. You're only as good as you check, my dog. Whether that's just on some balleristic shit or you trying to do it big for your little family, little unit you got going on. You can't tell me you're not as good as you check, man. I mean, somebody broke had to have said money ain't everything. Because the way I see it, bro, you're only as good as you check. You know what I'm saying? Money open doors. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? That's how them health care, them health uh, bills, when you got an illness, get paid. When uh, shit hit the fan. Just anything, bro. I think money is a real thing. I said, whoa, welcome to the Best Friend Weekend Podcast. It's your man, Aldo Nice. It's your boy, Raj Move. Wow, it's your boy, Los, a.k.a. C.A.P. Uh, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, everybody. And uh, thank y'all for joining us per usual. Rumble Williams starting us off with um, his his quotes on you only being as good as your check. What do you guys think about that? That's shallow. I mean... <laughs> I think I think it's still a mindset. I've I've seen people who had way less than me be happy. Uh, you know, like my people say, more money, more problems as well. You know, True. so I mean, it, it's, it's relative to to what you do in your mindset. I mean, I know people with buku money who not happy, and I know people without money that's that's fine. I know people with money that's extremely happy. So I think it's just a mindset, regardless. You know, what I'm saying just how you feel within yourself, how comfortable you are with yourself. Of course, everybody would like to have. The best of everything, but I mean, at the end of the day, if you got you know a bed to lay in, clothes on your back, food to eat, lights, you know, bed to lay in at night, roof over your head, you know, you got a, a nice little job, and your kids got everything they need, and like he said, some of the things they want, you good. And I mean, I guess everybody, I guess it's the society thing, that, you know, you know, the popular thing, society that you want more, and, and you look on Instagram, people stunned and all that stuff nowadays. But I mean, you look back back in the day, I we wasn't, I, I wasn't rich, you know, and I was straight, so. This let me so that's all I I I agree with most of what you said, Los, but it's very general. I think a lot of people want to be dope. I think most people want to be dope. And I think if you have enough money, or not even enough money, if you can find the means to be dope, then you don't like the money might not come into play. So like if I if I wanna if I wanna live a a, a holistic life and I wanna eat right and I wanna do all of these things, if I got enough money to do that but I don't have enough money to do this, but that don't matter to me, then to me that I'm straight. But if I wanna if I wanna buy all the J's, if I wanna buy all the hats, 
I got to sacrifice somewhere. Usually regular people got to sacrifice something. So mm-hmm. if I want to drink on the weekends, if I want to do this, like I got to sacrifice somewhere. I think I to, La- like you can be. to Lawrence's point, that. to Lawrence's Sorry. point, they got some people that could do it all. And that's dope. And I would take that any day. But they got some people that got problems from the start with doing it all. But from my position right now, if I win the lottery tomorrow, I'm going to instantaneously be more happy than I am right now. I like to believe. Um, I think okay. I think that you got you 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 both making some compelling arguments there. I mean, I've read different studies that talk about um, just kind of what it takes to be um, to be living comfortably in different cities. Like I actually read that, and I think it was over like one hundred and twenty thousand in Denver and Houston. The number was closer to like eighty thousand or something like it. That it and it was, it's based upon like the median household income versus you know what it takes to be comfortable. So I think it varies from place to place. But there's one study that says um, that the ideal income point is $95,000 for life evaluation and sixty to 75000 for emotional well-being. Um, this amount is for individuals and would be obviously higher for families. Um, so, like, if you're making sixty to seventy-five, you should be – your emotional well-being should be good. I guess that's why – Are we talking about household-wise? Well, like, is it for I, a household or just well, per person? Well, as I just stated, this amount is for individuals and would likely be higher for families. Okay. Um, so this was by a study at Purdue university and you know, it's, these things vary and these things are, um, different across the board. I think that what rumble said is overly simplistic. You can't, you're not only as good as your check. You can't say, Oh, this person makes, so you're not as good of a person as somebody else who makes more money. That sounds ridiculous. Um, however, I think that you do need a certain amount. Like you said, you need a certain amount of money to, um, to, to enjoy yourself and to, to just be comfortable because if you're not comfortable, then life is just tough. So you need enough money for life not to be tough. And Raj, when you said if you want a, uh, the lottery, I think that becomes kind of that slippery slope thing, right? Where once you win the lottery, how live is your life when you're going to have to cut off a bunch of your friends? We've had this conversation before, but that's going to have to happen, right? No. Okay. Okay. So yeah, like, right. If I'm Jamal, Right from the hood, then maybe I got to cut off my friends. But I feel like majority of my friends can handle the fact that I won the lottery. Yeah, I don't. Ma- I don't think so. A vast you majority. Don't that, you don't know that money change people. Money change people. people. No, crazy. I I I think so too. But I just don't think that I would have to sacrifice for my friends. One, I'd I'd like to believe that, um, let's say best friend weekend weekend go always be on me. If I win the lottery, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I feel like I would take care of my friends, but I'm not going to give any handouts. And I don't think I have any friends at this point in my life that want a handout. You, so Let me tell you like this. I don't, the part that I think that you're just kind of quickly brushing under the table is how much re- your friends would resent you for having money. And they wouldn't resent you for having money. They would resent you for having money that you didn't earn or work for. Why do you have to? Why do you get to get up in the morning and go play basketball and just chill and watch TV or do whatever and they got to go to work and grind. Breakfast every like morning. even yeah. even I'd, even I'd like to ask if I have if you think I have hater friends like that. Raj, that's okay. And I mean it's a very interesting point now I would and I think that a lot of people listening are understanding what I'm saying just kind of differing from what you think because I think it's a very naive stance to take. I've watched different documentaries on like people who win the lottery mm-hmm. and how that happens. Yeah. And this is verbatim what they Go say, how crazy. like their friends who they thought was like a one. It's not a conscious feeling. It's not like, 
man, fuck Raj. I, I don't, I, I would like to think that if you won the lottery, I would be hype and be like, my boy won the lottery. Yes. Be- mm. Best friend weekend about to take off. Every time we do some mm. stuff, cutting Raj going to have whatever, whatever. But then what happens like the first or second time when I'm like, hey man, I think it's a great idea. And you're like, nah, straight. We ain't doing none of that. And then it's kind of like, and you, I, so basically, I'm the leader of the pack. Not even the leader of the money. pack, but like the yeah, not even the leader of the pack, but like the just yeah, like all of in all of you, the financial, you the yeah, in everybody's you know, circle you know, of it's, friends. It's the amount of fun we can have. Yeah. If the amount of fun we can have, like, we go out there regularly. Yeah, we are gonna have some fun. But if Roger don't want to do that, we can't have the fun with. We can't have a lot of fun now. We gotta have <laughs> we, regular job. We, fun. we can't take a private jet ride. You know we gotta. We gotta. You know <laughs> what I mean? Come on, man. And then it. You got that. You know. You got that hundred thousand dollars for us to fly. Come on, man! Don't act like you ain't got the hundred thousand. I, I think, just thought you won a hundred two. I still, I still think, I think that there are people mm-hmm. out there, and I get, I get where you. I one hundred percent agree with your point. I think that there are people out there that would probably resent the fact of their friends winning the lottery. I'd like to think if one of y'all boys won the lottery, I wouldn't resent. I would y'all. love I to would, think that I wasn't like that either. I would love to think that. I just don't. I just don't think. I just don't think that I would be. Like I don't. I, I don't think, tell y'all if I won the lottery. <laughs> Well, then, then there you go. Then you would have, you'd be one of them boys that cut off your friends. But I wouldn't cut off my nah, friends. I wouldn't cut you off. Because I, I feel like in life, in life, I've already pretty much cut off those friends that I feel like would resent me. That's that's how I feel. See, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you can predetermine who would act a certain way when you fall into 200 some million dollars. Yeah. I mean, oh, you can't predetermine it. Like, you can't. Because you got to realize your life is going to change. I you know what I mean? And now the the thing you used to do or whatever, people look at you crazy like, damn, nigga did this, do that. Or if we going somewhere, they expect for you to be like, hey, you know, just like just like dudes in the NFL. Same thing. Them boys get checks, they, they show their money on TV. People around them expect them to do certain things. If I need $10,000 or $15,000 for this, they going to expect you to get it to But me. even more so than you NFL players. Like I think that NFL players are pro athletes or rappers or whomever. There's some yeah. kind of a an idea that they worked and they did some. They did something, and they got to this place that they okay, got to. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to, I went there still and I just put, I put a dollar up, and I won. Or I put two dollars up, and I won two hundred and twenty-two million dollars. Right. Once that happens, yeah. like, yeah. like once again, Roger, I'm not saying that. I, I would love to hope that people aren't like that, but I think just the reality of it is, one day somebody you're gonna be sitting at work. I'm gonna be sitting at work, and you're gonna send me a message in Mal Mal Maldives, some little island yeah. <laughs> that I don't know. And you're having yeah. a hell of a time, and I'm like, "Fuck Roger," and maybe not. It- to my, I just, I just saw LeBron. Yeah. He just LeBron boat just drove by by. My but boat. maybe not like consciously, <laughs> like I'm mad, but I'm kind of sitting there like, "Come on, man, I got to go to work." Like, and I think that there's something to be said for that. Now, granted, I, I would love to hope that it's not that way. But and and the reason I'm just speaking about that is I think that that study that I was um, referencing and a lot of studies that talk to that talk about happiness in that kind of way. That if you only making like ninety five thousand dollars or whatever it is, I would I think my number is a little higher than that because I think it's what you said, right? When you have more money, you can do more things. Like if I'm making a few few hundred, like a few couple couple more thousand dollars than that, then I think I'd be a little bit more happy because then I I don't have to work. I think I can trick off. Um, <laughs> I, but under a hundred under six figures, I could trick that off real easy, like and not have fun. <laughs> I think. The be the, the beast the beast out to that is, you know, people start living above their mm-hmm. means too. You know what I mean? So you could be making two hundred thousand dollars a year and still be broke. Mm-hmm. You be wondering like, dang, why that boy? He, you know, he had me five dollars. He 
but he living above his means. You know what I mean? You're doing, you know, way too much extra stuff. So it ain't always about the check. You still got to live, above, you know, well in your means, no matter how much money you Let make. me ask you something not dealing with the lottery, Raj. I'm going to ask you first. Um, growing up, mm-hmm. think back to when you was growing up. Did you did you have a vision for how you would get the bag when you grew up? No. So you didn't think about how you would make money as an adult? Mm-mm. That's no. Nope. That's that's okay. That's interesting. How about you, Carlos? Yes, I definitely did. So, what'd you think? <laughs> definitely, I thought. Well, one, you know, definitely was. I thought I was gonna go pro, and two, um, in the field I am now, probably would have uh, moved up faster than I am. But I definitely thought that and branched off and did some more stuff. But I, I had a vision of how my life would be and how the, how the money would come. You know, your visions don't always come to fruition like you mm-hmm. think they are, especially when you live. But, yeah, I definitely had a vision of how I was going to and, and when Raj said that, I think it's interesting because I'm, I thought I was kind of alone in that, that I never really thought about money growing up, about how I would make money. It was more I, – I didn't even really think about what job I would do, like what I wanted to be type shit. Like, the only thing I was like, yeah, I probably want to be a leader, like a president or something. Or I want to – and then when somebody was like, engineers make a lot of money, well, I want to be an engineer. I never really thought about making that bag until I was in a position where I was like, okay, how much do people make type shit, like graduating. And I still – that it still was arbitrary to me. Oh, they get out of college making this. They get out of college making that. And it, it just didn't really – the numbers didn't really mean a bunch to me until you like really living and understanding how much – the life you want to live cost, how much you making, and then how far those two things are <laughs> apart from one another. Then I guess is when you're like, damn, I need this bag. I think I was about 21, 22 when I realized the kind of bag I needed. It took- let me let me oh, tell I you how my question. let me tell you how my so I, whenever you ask me that question, mm-hmm. I'm thinking like childhood to adolescence. Yeah, and I was and, I was speaking about that too, like adolescence. So basically, I think when I used to when I used to daydream and my future life came up, literally used to think about being a teacher. Mm. Like I really enjoyed like I think I enjoyed the thought of being a teacher. And then I but I don't want to make what teachers make. Mm-hmm. So that got that all like I don't want to be a part of that. Then it was like, you know, your mom and your dad always want you. Everybody, mom and dad want them to be a doctor. Right. So I'm like, oh, you go to school for a long time. I don't want to be in school for that. Long. I don't like school that much. Yeah. Lawyer, the same thing. And then I heard engineer, like you said, you actually just kind of sparked this thought. Engineers make a lot of money. And then I always thought, all right, cool. So like they got doctors, they got lawyers, they go to school, they got, you know, all of these people that go to school for a long time. But I know regular niggas that's engineers. I'm not talking about niggas that went to school for a long time. I'm talking about niggas that didn't go to school that call themselves engineers. And so I'm like, well, that's too vague for me. You know, I always thought engineer, like the word engineer was too, like, the, the janitor at the school can construe up some sort of phrase to make himself into engineer. The custodial you know engineer. I mean? Yeah. Right? And so I'm just like, ah, that's too vague. I don't want to do that. Sanitation. And so at some point in time, I don't know what age it was at, I figured I would just wing it. <laughs> I figured I would just go out there, throw myself into the workforce, work hard, see what happens. dress nice, keep a fresh cut, and wing and it. And just see what happens. I like, pull myself up to the top. I like that. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Okay. All right. <laughs> There you go. Um, that's whatever. Okay, so let me ask you I this. Asked him. I asked him How do you see yourself getting a bag to the future? I mean, and at this point, what's your bag? What's your bag methodology? Like honestly, at at this point in where I'm at in life, coattails, coattails, um, gotcha. Networking, coattails, um, relationships. I mean, honestly, like to like as as being in the business world. To me, if somebody likes you. That's what gets you the job. 
Because it's funny, like your your work should be in your body of work, especially like if you're in the same in the same organization, right? My work, it like you should know by my body of work. I shouldn't have to go to the interview and tell you what I'm. Oh well, this is me, and I got my you know suit tie up to my chin. Like I should just be be able to just all right. Look, this is the best person for the job. Let's go ahead and do it. So what I want to do in in my career, I guess where I'm at in life is I'm just gonna be on time. I'm just gonna dress nice. I'm gonna keep a fresh cut, and I'm gonna impress the people that I know I need to impress, so that when it comes time for that. And I'll be I'll be ready to be ready to make that move, or they'll be ready for me to make that move. And it might be it maybe it's stupid, but it's worked so far. How about you, how about you, Los? Okay, um, I'm a couple of tests away. I got a couple of tests, maybe a few more classes to take. Where I, I'm, um, I think to to the end point of where I want to be. Um, a couple more promotions to get to where I, where I want to be in my field, and and eventually branch out and try to you know help other people with it, or maybe teach other people or something like that. Okay, you know, get out here and sell and, and sell some of them books that people be throwing away in a year for too, way too much money. Um, like so that. I mean, I think that that's interesting that both of y'all said that. I'm just gonna kind of add this, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dive in. I'll, I'll just say that my plans for getting the bag are kind of already in in motion as far as what I think I want to do. Um, and I'm kind of doing a lot of the things that I want to do. I just got to kind of keep consistently doing that. Um, my whole mo is talking get paid by talking and my whole idea of what happiness slash um success and monetary success and all of that is doing the most the least amount of work that i can and getting the most money for it like that's what i that's what i be on like i want to watch tv like i want to wake up and watch tv i want to wake up and work out and watch tv and take a shower and uh, and take your sweet time and play games on my phone oh. and do some other stuff yeah. and then like you said Roger have a haircut put on a suit go talk to some people for a while have everybody like oh that dude really 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 dope at what he do then go home take my suit off watch TV <laughs> like that's what I want to do so um, I'm, I'm pushing towards that end by trying to be better, um, being more articulate and kind of using my words to, um, to make that bag. Um, but what I think is interesting that I noticed that neither one of y'all said best friend weekend as a way to chase that bag. And on air, I'm going to make that a charge for both of y'all. Put that in your plan. Cause if we don't see it and y'all don't see it as a way that we going to get this bag, then we never gonna get that bag. Let me tell y'all what burned my boot at this week. Speaking of bags, <laughs> um, Andrew Luck and Gronk too, both retired at 29 years old from from the NFL. Gronk, Andrew Luck was very very sudden this week, and I'm coming right off the top with a with a sports story. But I want y'all to bear with me because it's talking it's speaking to something Raj said a little earlier in the podcast. When I was thinking about the idea that Andrew Luck retired, it's like you see in a couple of schools of thought. Like a lot of people on, t- on TV and just people are like, oh, it's all good. Football is dangerous, man. He's got enough money, blah, blah, blah. And they just kind of let him off the hook, like whatever. And you know what came to my mind? Um, uh, White privilege. And, and I don't know how to, mm. I don't know how to, I don't even know how to quantify it. But it reminds me of a situation I've been in. Both of you guys know what I'm referencing, where I was kind of, I was work, I was, we were doing some work before, 
and somebody was had an opportunity to make more money and do some do a cool job and whatever and they were like nah i'm just gonna do what i'm doing and they they was like whatever and i kind of look back at that and a lot of people talked about it and it made me kind of understand that that is a a micro instance of white privilege where it's kind of like nah i don't need it i don't need those bags i'm good my people got money like and my question is is that just is it like white privilege or is it just kind of like that Andrew Lux family has money because I, I and this is it just kind of it I don't even know how to articulate it really well but I hopefully you guys can understand where I'm coming from with that that it just kind of feels like very like passe very just like you know what whatever I don't need the NFL and I know there's a lot of other reasons to it but it's very not very often you see under 30 year old black men who are making that bag feel like they can pass up a opportunity for generational wealth. Like that. How much money did he make? He didn't make a lot. How much? Yeah. And how much money did he leave on the table? When I'm talking about generational wealth, I'm talking about the amount of wealth to where your kids, kids kids don't have, can say that they don't want to play football. Like, and who said, it's not, it's not to say that he doesn't have Mm -hmm. it though. What? He might have that. Cause I feel like Andrew Luck not going to buy, you know, he drive regular cars. He ain't spending a whole bunch of money on clothes. And, I don't even know if his parents got parents got money. I know Grunt's parents. No, Andrew Luck parents money. got money. Like that. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, shit. Okay, okay. Let me put That's it in a, a different way because you you asked something. I'm gonna put it like this. <laughs> it, it's more than likely a half a billion dollars. Andrew Luck is gonna make forty million dollars a year. Let's. He's twenty nine. Eleven more years of like forty million or whatever. Do the math. It's over four hundred million dollars, half a billion I'll dollars. You, I'll give you, I'll give you how much he's made. His career earnings are at ninety-seven thousand, ninety-seven million. Yeah, that's his career. Earnings. And we and I'm literally saying he left a half a billion on the table, like another probably five hundred thousand. I mean five hundred million. If we look at the Andrew yeah, Luck. if we look at what quarterbacks are getting, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Dak Prescott turned down thirty million. They they say right. So that means per yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't, like, don't you, you're gonna have to explain this one to me. Now, your math, your, your math guy. Um, so in seven seasons, he made ninety seven, right? Mm-hmm. And you think that he can potentially get to five hundred? Yeah. No way. Okay, so I, I there's no way. Can I? Can I? And it's not even hard math. But let's just say that he's making four hundred million. I mean, forty thousand, four forty million dollars a year. And I'm not. I'm like that's like where the quarterback sure. market is going. If he plays another five years, just five year contract at forty million dollars, it's. I mean, yeah, that's two hundred million. Forty times five is two hundred mm-hmm. million. Let's. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so in five years he'll be a thirty four year old quarterback who potentially could be one of the best in the league. And at that point, the CBA and the quarterback market is probably like fifty million. So let's say he signs another five-year deal from thirty-four to thirty-nine years old, where he gets paid five years at fifty million. That's five hundred. I mean, that's two hundred and fifty well, we, million. The, the thing about it, the reason why he <laughs> retires because he he can't play that long anymore. Like he hurt his body. They still would have gave him that bag. That's the real reason. Right they would have gave him that bag. You know that. Not that. Not that big dumb okay. bag. Sure. He wouldn't. Let's. He no, wouldn't have, no, he, he, but nope. you gotta realize he'd have been still sitting out. He can't play okay, now. So the thing is, I don't want to have a, a real deep football argument about what Andrew Luck's football is going to be because okay, I, because let's just, let's just, because okay, I think that we because I think that we would be in disagreement about that. But I because he's gone now. But last week before he retired, 
I think you would have, if we would have said the same conversation, we'd have been like Andrew Luck, Pat Mahomes, Russell Wilson. You know what I mean? Like, and under, I, if I would have known he was hurt like he but is we, now, we didn't know that. Uh, None of us know. None of us knew it. Yeah, so we assume he's healthy. If he's we healthy, were, we yeah, it's a different conversation. So but, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, it's, I'm, it's a different conversation if he's healthy. I'm with you. I'm with. I'm with you. Put partially. Mm-hmm. If his contract ended this year, and I, and like you said, we don't have to go super yeah, deep, yeah. but it didn't. Um, what I thought, where I thought you was going with the whole white privilege thing, was that the Colts actually willingly let him keep twenty five million dollars. <laughs> That's there's a lot. There's a lot of levels to that. What I'm, where I was really going was the generational wealth thing, and I just don't under, I just can't see a African American person who's playing quarterback, like a position where you're not really gonna get as hurt as like a linebacker like Patrick Willis or whomever else walked away really early or Barry Sanders running the ball or Jim Brown, like a quarterback. This young left the game on top. <laughs> like I can't see too many quarterbacks walking away from the game because and having an opportunity to provide for their family in that type of way, way down the line. Now maybe he doesn't have the maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm putting a hundred on ten. It's just a just a question that I'm I'm putting out there. I think so. And I will say I will say that a hundred million dollars in my estimation, is generational wealth. Okay. Maybe not as much generational wealth as it could have been, because like you said, yeah. I think I think the number, I don't think that the number was, you know, a half a billion. It was approaching a half a billion, maybe, maybe with endorsements and stuff. So cool. I'm I'm cool with that. So a hundred so let's say uh five hundred million dollars <laughs> that he left on the table in earning potential. That's baseball money. He wasn't making that much money. That's um, baseball I, I, money I think though. y'all are y'all are both being very naive to think that Andrew Luck wasn't going to make $500 million. But that that's that's still, I mean, it's fine. We could agree to disagree. But my point is, if you're saying he made $97 million and he had the potential to make upwards of $400 more million, like, sure. it's, that's that's uh, a big difference. I mean, that's, that's five times as much money. Sure. I I agree. I just think 100 <sighs> Mm-hmm. I don't know what his dad did. I don't know what Mr. Luck did. He, didn't he play football as well? I don't know, but like I know he was on like the college football like um, committee one year. So they don't just put any um, <laughs> any old body over there. His name is Oliver Luck. Ooh. He's the um, American business executive and former football quarterback. He's the CEO and commissioner of the XFL right now. Like you know, he's he's got that bag. Oh, he's daddy that dude. He's daddy that dude. So maybe Andrew Luck going to play that's for the that, XFL. That's that, that's that Manning. That, they got that Manning money over there. They got that Manning So, money. okay, this was another question that I had. Now, this kind of pushes a little bit differently. Um, and this is kind of talking a little bit about what you said earlier, Raj. Um, and when I say this white privilege thing, I'm, I'm talking... And I think white privilege is a state of mind in this way. Not necessarily white privilege is a state of mind. It's a real thing. But there's an aspect to... When white boys get the bag versus the type of bag that black people try to get. And maybe it's just us. or maybe, And maybe it's just different type of white people. But I'm going to put it like this. A lot of the white people that I've like kind of hung out with and been and really befriended or whatever, they don't, they're kind of, the word I'm going to use is minimalist. Like, be like, you, you'll go to their house and you're like, oh, this is a very modest house. And they drive a Ford Fusion. And they just like. Pickup truck. Yeah, and, and it's not a. It, it don't feel like they doing a lot. Like, is it just a thing where they could ball on a little bit less money than us because they don't be trying to ball? Like, is it is that definitely is that yeah, they, predisposed? They, they really, they're not trying to show yeah. nobody. Nothing. Are we predisposed but to ball? They take a two week vacation to, to Hawaii and take the whole family. You know, every year they go. You know, uh, to the cabin or something. They don't. They don't, everyday ball. They don't do that. They're well, not I, buying I, 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 I can't that say that's shit. everybody. I think that's though. different. Yeah. 
let me give you this though. There's different. There's to me. So there's different wealth. Like there's that. There's that wealth where I take the entire family to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the wealth where you know I'm 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 buying jewelry, but I'm buying different jewelry. So you know, I mean, there was a a, a news story that that Drew Brees spent nine million dollars on some earrings or a ring or something like that for his wife. So every once in a while, you know, white people do decide to indulge. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, I I think it's a I think I think with us it's 100 percent of keeping up with the Joneses thing. And I want I want an old school. I want a I want a, a sports car. Mm-hmm. I want a big truck. I want all of this. When they might have one nice vehicle, like I'm gonna have Drew Brees probably has one nice vehicle. Like I got this one, our SUV, a sedan, and then maybe one other vehicle. Whenever we trying to keep up with the other guys in the league. Oh shit, you got that that Camaro. Let me go get that Camaro as well. Mm-hmm. I just I I, I, I do I 100% agree that um that. There's a there's a difference in in mindset. Yeah. I mean, I would assume that there's white boys out there who try to ball like the same way, though. I mean, so I can't. Trans I don't. Kelsey. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to necessarily yeah, just blanket true. statement all white boys or all black people, and that that's what we do. That's yeah. what they do. But I think it's just kind of like upbringing in the in a sense of who we hung around, the things we found like we value growing up, the things people said you should you should aspire toward kind of it's a little different and it's something that's very noticeable when i'll go hang out like anytime i'm hanging yeah. out with white people and i'm like or the people that i know the white people that i hang out with and it's kind of like damn you you your car is a lot less expensive than mine your house is like it's what and what but it seemed like you got like less stuff going on in here but mm-hmm. but i'm seeing these videos maybe that you like on your jet skis at whatever on the weekend or whatever, and it's like I don't know, it's just on a the, different yeah, way to live. Yeah, it's a lake house. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different way to live. It's, it's like it's like it's like Popeyes and Chick Fil A, basically. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> but another thing that burns my boot at is, um, hey man, ads on Facebook and ads on YouTube videos have got to the point where, fuck y'all. If I'm watching a video Damn. on Facebook or YouTube and it stops and it's a five second ad. I'll wait, but if it's any over five seconds, I'm turning it off. Period. Off top. I don't like it either. <laughs> at all. I'm like I'm over it. I don't like it either. I do love. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. That's how people get their money, though, man. I don't mind. I don't mind ads, the YouTube style, but the Facebook ones piss me off. But the YouTube ones, I mean, I'm gonna say 85 percent of the time is skip ad. After five seconds. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with mm-hmm. that. I've grown to just be like, I. Right, that's what it is. You know, like that's that's what I have to do to be able to watch this YouTube video for the free. Yeah. But Facebook, you get lost in the, you know, Facebook, I'll get lost in a in a rabbit hole. You know, like I'm I'm deep. I done clicked on I done clicked on uh DeAndre Hopkins highlights and yeah. then nod and got to Tim Tebow College, yeah. you know, highlights. And and, and once I get to the one, it's getting to the, the 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 play I really wanted to see, and I might have even remembered it. And then I got to wilding out, and I, oh man, it's going ham. And then boop, there's an ad that's gonna start in about five seconds, and it's gonna be a thirty seconds long. I'm, I'm no, out. No, I'm out on that shit. Yeah, anymore. you're right. And they do it where they'll put it in the place in the video that you really didn't built up to watch. It might be two minutes into the video. Like, it might be two minutes into a four-minute video where you like, really into a place where you're like, okay, I'm involved right now. And I just turn it off. No, I'm not even... I'm not, I'm not fucking with y'all no more. Let me, let, me actually, let me actually point this out. 
So I can get on I can get on Facebook, right? And that in Facebook, I have to watch the ads. I get on Instagram and I can scroll right past the ads, yeah. right? Like there'll be mm-hmm. sponsored ads. I can scroll right past it. I don't want to see it. And I'll watch the video I want to watch. I'm saying it right here on the air. Don't be surprised if Instagram at some point finds a way to make you watch that ad. Oh, that's it's gonna happen. That's gonna suck. That's gonna it's suck. Gonna There's no way that you're just gonna be able to scroll past the Vicks Vapor Rub ad. No way, you're gonna watch this. Huh. I wasn't gonna say this burns my Buddha, but another thing that burned my Buddha is when I'm looking at something on like um on like Perry Ellis and then I get on my on my computer, then I get on my phone and that Instagram ad for Perry Ellis comes up with the same thing I was just looking clicked on. Oh my god. That burns my Buddha. Yeah, I I'm actually tell you this. Never in my life. I'm I've I've been saying this for years about about targeting ads, targeted ads. I'm 100%. I'm with you. But this is what's scary to me. Um, There was a box of Rice Krispie Treats at work that, you know, a big old box, (laughs) industrial sized box of Rice Krispie Treats. And I've never in my life searched for Rice Krispie Treats on the internet. And I went to get a Rice Krispie Treat and it was all gone. You know how it is at work. When they got something at work and it's for the taking, it's gone immediately, right? So I said, damn, who ate all these Rice Krispie Treats? Went home, and the first thing I got was an ad for Rice Krispie Treats. Stop it. I don't like that. I swear. Why would I get a targeted ad for Rice Krispie Treats? I've never searched for Rice Krispie Treats. Kind. Burns my boot in. I think that that's a thing. No, it's definitely a thing. And somebody said it might be Siri heard me say Rice Krispie Treats. That's that kind of thing that your phone might have heard you say. I mean, I was looking at some porn on my phone the other day, and then ad pocket pussy, pocket pussy ads. Oh, no, okay, no. <laughs> hey, man! Another thing that burned all our Buddha, and we was talking about this a little bit earlier this week, was um, niggas being mad about chicken sandwiches. Okay, so let me do two things. Let me put it in two categories real quick. One category is this: this burns my Buddha. The people who are just getting on the chicken sandwich wave, like this week. When they already gone, and then they and they and they posting about it, like no, that was last week. Relax, we was eating chicken sandwiches last week. Relax, but what burned my boot out even more is the man. Why y'all not supporting um a black chicken company? Take it away, Los. What's your thoughts on that, man? Hey man, just because it's black, <laughs> don't mean I have to support them, man. It's, it's, it's no reason for you to come at me and beef with me about supporting a black chicken company. At the same time, who says it's a black man that owned that, that little spot? That probably a white man owned them Popeyes. <laughs> or a black man that owned a Chick-fil-A. So you don't know who owned that. Just because you think Popeyes just for niggas or black people, my bad, black people, don't mean that's who I'm supporting. You don't know who owned that spot. Cut it out, bro. It's, it's getting it's getting. What ridiculous. do you mean you don't know who owns that spot? I mean, we could Google and see who owns Popeyes and who owns Chick Fil A. What do you mean by that, Los? So you so you think that you so everybody gets people think that lady on the, the commercial owns. Popeyes. I don't mean that. That's just retardedness. And, That's just retardation. <laughs> and, her, and her mama gave her the recipe. I mean, no, I don't mean it like that. I mean, you saying you don't know who owns Popeyes or who owns Chick Fil A? Okay, so every every franchise has a, a, a owner. Like every franchise, they they franchise out their franchise. So. Chick-fil-A, it's not just one person that owns all the Chick-fil-A's. It's different people. Like, uh, close to our house, I know it's a black man. I know a black man for sure owns that Chick-fil-A. You know what I mean? Um, it just depends. You just never know who owns that particular restaurant. Yeah. So, you're just not supporting just one person. you supporting that owner. He might stay in wherever. You know, he might live in Atlanta or 
in Wyoming somewhere and come down. Check He's a black spot, man who back, lives in Wyoming something. who has a Chick Fil A in Houston. I don't know about that. Los. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know where he stay. I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't know where he stay. But um, you know, I, I just know that I know for sure that's a black man that owns that spot. So, or uh, you know, you don't know who owns that particular store. Mm-hmm. It's different owners for each store, so you can't just generalize. Oh, you supporting? You know, you're not supporting black business. You could be all them chicken sandwiches. They could be going to straight white people, the KKK, for all we know. The black chick. <laughs> you know the black chick. I went to um, college with some guys. They have a. Co- it's called the Black Chicken Company. Raj, what are your thoughts about yeah. um, about just kind of this backlash about the black chicken companies? Well, first, first, uh, I'm gonna say this: what burns my boot ass that. That they couldn't handle the demand. Yeah, okay. Uh, oh, man. Chick fil A does crazy. a very valiant effort of handling the demand they have every, those same lines every single day. day. Can, yeah. I, can I just put this you know out there? Saying? Can I just put this out there, though, Raj? This one piece. Sure. That niggas have been nigging this week. Niggas been going there. Uh, yeah. Like, Chunky, um, Lowe's cousin was sent, would put this story online, and I saw some other people with very similar stories that they went in, just walked into Chick fil A. And boys, like, let me get eleven of them. You mean Popeyes. that's what I mean? I'm sorry, yeah. we're going to Popeyes. Let me get eleven of them. That's, yeah, that's nigging, dog. Stupid. You you're not gonna like stupid. nobody does doing that to Chick Fil A. If they was doing that to Chick Fil A, they they would have ran out too. I think. But go ahead. Okay. All right. Okay. I okay. All right. I disagree with you. Oh. Chick Fil A can handle the demand. <laughs> I put my full and utmost faith in whatever you no, order from Chick Fil A. No, I disagree. But I love this okay, argument. We, we don't, I love this argument, though. I really love it, though. Because I just feel like the viralness no one of that Popeye's ad made that some different type shit. Like, it's some, like, Chick fil A has never had to, had to put up with just, with niggas coming, look, with, Quavo them coming to buy them things, cutting. I need twenty of them. 40, 42 cents. Like, yeah. that's yeah. stupid. I, okay, so so here's the thing. So let me tell you why I think Chick Fil A can handle it. One, Chick Fil A is the number one, the number one fast food restaurant in America. Number one, and they take a day off every week. Like it's it's a thing. They take Sunday off every single week. I forget about it every single week. I go to Chick Fil A at least once a week, <laughs> least. forgetting that it is Sunday and they don't. You go to Chick Fil A every Sunday? <laughs> not every. I, 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 no, that's funny. That is funny. <laughs> you are a dumb nigga. You forget every <laughs> Sunday. I lie. You call me on li- live on, live on air. Live. Okay, go ahead. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, I think I mean Chick Fil A caters. I've never seen a I've never seen a, a Popeyes caters like I've never I, I don't maybe I maybe I missed it but I've never seen a catering menu on the Popeyes mm-hmm. menu. It's in the back. It's in the bathroom. Sure, get the condoms. At. So all I'm saying is I you might not. I mean this is definitely subjective. I just wholeheartedly think that the boys can handle. Okay. It. I think that they'd be able to handle n- niggas nigging. Put it on a poll. I think niggas have been put it on a poll. I think niggas. I think I think after the chick after the Popeyes fallout, I think Popeyes been. I bet you if I go to Popeyes at lunch right now, they don't have no more chicken sandwiches and they don't have a big line. But Chick Fil A inevitably is gonna have a line wrapped around the building twice with people outside with a bucket hat, a iPad, and a um and a construction worker vest on every day. And a pocket full of, and a pocket full of sauce. <laughs> so sauce. I think they can handle it. Okay, Los, you are the tiebreaker. Do you think that Chick-fil-A could have handled that, that swarm that Popeye has been getting this week? 
without a doubt. Okay. See, the thing with it, Chick-fil-A, once, I think they would have got ahead of it. Once they saw it got to getting crazy in the first two, three days, they would have ordered more chicken. They would ordered more chicken sandwiches. They I mean, I don't, I mean, I, even that, even though that chicken, you know, they, they chickens are free range and come up with two parent households, I think, <laughs> you know, it's, it's <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a lot harder to find those type of chickens. But they would have found them, you know what I mean? If I just feel like they would, they would, have, they would have said, "Okay, hold on, this is getting crazy." That man just ordered twenty five. He ordered sixteen. He ordered, you know, they ain't here fighting. Okay, hey, we need to rush to order chicken. They had him flown in on Sunday because they got a whole day to recoup and have them sitting in the, in the back in the freezer waiting on them when they came in Monday. Okay, ready? I just think Popeyes was just hmm, like whatever. Maybe, maybe I agree with y'all on a macro level. I think that they wouldn't have run out nationally. But they would have damn sure ran out at the Chick-fil-A down the street from your house. That's all I'm saying. Oh. I, let me tell you what's beautiful about what Lo said. And and I'm going to combine it with what I said. Mm-hmm. They take a day off. <laughs> so if they need to regroup, if they need mm-hmm. to fly it in, overnight it, overnight this chicken on Where Sunday, they getting them they chickens from? from? The, the two-pair households, nigga, chicken, they got them The growing. chicken factory. Duh. I don't know, but the chicken exists. No, I don't. No, they got a chicken and white people neighborhood with two parent household and nobody divorced. Bro, what I'm basically what I'm saying is is okay. So I guess Debo's what you're chicken asking coop? is would they have would they have been able nah, to? Nah, Debo's. Would they have been it's able? Bob's to, and Bob's and Diane's chicken coop. <laughs> would they have been able to handle the increase, like the percentage increase? Is that what you're asking me? Yes, Raj. Okay, I think that I, there's I, if there's I, maybe they would have struggled I, if 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 they're normally every store is ordering. Um, 400 chicken sandwiches a day. And maybe even that's a low number. Maybe 1,000 chicken sandwiches a day. They normally have, we got 1,000 on deck. And if we ever need some more, whatever. Then the, the shit just goes viral and they don't really anticipate it happening. And then niggas coming in there talking about, let me get 21 chicken sandwiches. Like, and everybody, and the line's down the street, around the corner. And maybe they running through the line because they're Chick-fil-A and they're getting it in. Boom, boom, boom. But still boys coming and coming and coming. But you know what? You know what? That might even be an answer. I might answer my own question there. That secretly, if the line wasn't so long, maybe boys don't get twenty one. Mm-hmm. Maybe boys, exactly. maybe boys don't get so many. It's the, it's the same. They get the same amount they mm-hmm. always get every day from Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A have a line around the corner every single day, though. <laughs> so, okay, it's it's, it's thoughts. Had, but Rod, you was going somewhere else with it. You said you wanted to address that first point. I forgot what the first point was. <laughs> <laughs> the, fir- yeah, the first point I think we was just talking about supporting black chicken, the black chicken company. Ah. Um if if there was a if there was a um a black chicken company that I knew was a black chicken company, um I would support it at times. Frenchies. Because Frenchies. it was a black chicken company. Frenchies. But I'm not gonna get mad at nobody else for not supporting a black chicken company. I never got mad at nobody for not supporting them. If you don't want to eat at the black chicken place, then don't eat at the black chicken place. That's on you. So I'm not well, gonna get mad. Not- man, if you're a black man and you don't want to eat black chicken, you you a hotel. No, you only eat black chicken if you're a hotel. Yeah, right. I mean, no, you're not a hotel. Yeah, the other way, the reverse part. Of <laughs> so you're not. Know, I, I I've eaten I've eaten at black chicken joint black chicken joints um, because they black. <laughs> But I'm saying yeah. I wouldn't. I don't always make it a habit. Sweetie pies. It's the it's the difference. Honestly, I I to be honest with you, I, a lot of the reason why I go to Chick Fil A so often is because I like the experience. I like being told 
Um, what what they tell you? My pleasure. my pleasure. I like the my pleasure thing. I like that they always like super nice. They want to give me eight mm-hmm. sauces or as many yeah. sauces as I want. That sounds like a strip yeah. club. <laughs> they super nice. They give you eight sauces. The um, <laughs> I don't know what the eight sauce. I don't know what the I don't know what the Same analogy way. for the eight sauces was, but it just it seemed. Me either. <laughs> I don't either. I, don't, <laughs> I was waiting. Usually I was waiting on with sauce at the strip yeah, club. That, if you do, that's on you. Uh, well, yeah. But I'm a, I come from a gen, a long line of it say ale. I come from a long line of sauces, <laughs> of sauces, man. That's how I go. Hey, man, look, I want to talk about another story that's um that's just very funny and very um kind of unique to Best Friend Weekend. We were having this talk, and when was it Monday? We were on the phone running it, and we were doing a little. I want to read a definition from off of Wikipedia. And um, it's a, for a mayor, M-A-R-E, not M-A-Y-O-R, not like the mayor of Cincinnati or the mayor of New Iberia or the mayor of Houston. Uh, shout out, this podcast brought to you by Sylvester Turner. I'm talking about a mayor like an M-A-R-E. And um, a mayor is an adult, female, horse, or other equine. I'll read a little bit more. In most cases, a mayor is a female horse over the age of three. In a filly... Is a female horse three or and younger. In thoroughbred <laughs> racing, a mare is defined as a female horse more than four years old. The word can be used for other female equine animals, particularly mules and zebras, but a female donkey is usually called a jenny. A brood mare is a mare used for breeding. A horse's female parent is known as its dam. Just, just thought you should know that. The next sentence says this, however. An uncastrated adult male horse is called a stallion. And a castrated male horse is a gelding. Occasionally, the term horse is used to designate only a male horse. So that got us to thinking. Damn, Megan. <laughs> don't do it like that. I mean they already tried to say she was a, a man they said she had balls flopping out when she was twerking the other day like like when A-Town had them balls in his face that one time <laughs> no no <laughs> he tried to hurry up and put them back up <laughs> nah they, they uh it was on Twitter they were saying they showed a thing of her twerking I guess she had a hand back there or a weaver back there flopping on her little booty cheek something but it did kind of look like balls but they ain't got no balls I'm not saying Megan the Stallion got balls. I'm just saying it's a terrible branding thing, right? Like, come, let. Well, how many people know that? Well, how many people more, know that about horses? at least 500 people more know that now that I've just read that definition on there. Let me say this: you, you also five, know 500 million. A lot of people don't necessarily live by the Webster's dictionary; they live by the Urban Dictionary, okay. and I'm pretty sure that the Urban Dictionary says something different That's for a what point. a stallion is. No, Cardin. How about we? No, cutting. No, it's, this is the exact same thing as instead of Snoop Dogg being called Snoop Dogg, him being called <laughs> Snoop, Snoop Bitch. bitch. <laughs> Snoop. I have a couple bitch. of other examples. How about if Young Buck, Buck being a female deer, was called Young Doe? You see, see how that would work. See how that would be wrong. Another Young Doe ain't that bad. Another though. example. Young Doe ain't that bad. A female duck is called a duck. But a male duck is called a Drake. Now, what if Drake's name was Duck? Think about it. <laughs> Will we think about them the same way? No, that one didn't. That didn't work. How about how about the rapper Tiger? 
a female tiger is called a tigress. What if he was called tigress? Will we look at him the same way? No, that's not a, nope, none of those. I thought they were good. Okay, never mind. I'm over it. That's it. Urban Dictionary. Urban Dictionary's definition of a stallion got it all, got it that way. But I still think that that's a weird fucking thing. It's a weird flex. She should have thought about that before. Even if it's, I don't know. I think it opens up too many, um, too many avenues for that kind of thing that we're doing right now. Hmm? Sure. I think, I think it is funny from a English dictionary, Webster's Miriam Webster dictionary perspective, but you know what a stallion is. <laughs> I actually, this past week I went on, and I don't know if Raj, if you saw the email we got, I went on urban dictionary and tried to submit daddy. And I put the definition is like a slang word for thing. Um, used by Los A.K.A. C.A.P. Made popularized by Los <laughs> A.K.A. C.A.P. of the Best Friend Weekend Podcast. <laughs> and they told me no, couldn't. I tried to put that daddy in the Urban Dictionary and they wouldn't let us do it. <laughs> they wouldn't let you I do it. I think if you're a loyal listener, you need to try to get that daddy in that Urban Dictionary for us, man. Everybody submit their request, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought it would have been very funny to screenshot that and have it as a thing, but they wasn't feeling us, man. Oh, that'd be mine. I'd have put that on my phone as my screensaver. They put that. I got another um another little story that I think the people out there, you know, obscure stories. Some people say they um, get the news from us. So just give you another one, man. Something that happened earlier last week. The relationship between a Japanese woman and a U.S. Army captain stationed in Syria started online through an international social network for digital pen pals. It grew into an internet romance over ten months of daily emails. It ended with the woman. poor and on the verge of bankruptcy after borrowing money from her sister, ex-husband, and friends to help Captain Terry Garcia with his plan to smuggle diamonds out of Syria. In reality, there were no diamonds and there was no Garcia. They are part of an elaborate scam hatched by an international (laughs) ring of cyber thieves operating mainly out of Los Angeles and... Nigeria. Nigeria. (laughs) Ain't this the most... Nigerian story ever. Read it. The FBI takes down alleged Nigerian fraudsters in $46 million case based in Los Angeles, man. They got them boys leaving in their Nigerian, like, long garb daddies. Like, they little, they little Mo. Shout out. This podcast brought to you by Mo and John Murray Fitz. Oh, hey, man. Where are you? <laughs> I heard a bit ball on you. You know what? You know what that makes me think of? I really think that if they're going to arrest them boys and take them away, then they need to arrest Whoever trying to sell me warranties and whoever trying to fix my um my uh my health insurance, or whoever <laughs> sending the FBI after me because of my taxes, I, I all day I don't know if y'all boys that burns my boot now. Let's go back to mm-hmm. that. Who, them telemarketing calls. Whoever set that up need to be in the same jail cell. You say they trying to sell you life insurance. You you don't get. Mm-hmm. You don't get those calls all day. No, I'm not. Everybody? I'm not. A, I'm not. I don't follow Relame Youngsters on social media. Nope. Never got one. No, I don't. It's funny you got a, you got your own phone number. Never been had. Before. Well, no, not to sell me insurance. They be like telling me my um, like my credit card has been found on a a dangerous site or something or. Those, uh, give me yeah. the number. <laughs> right, right. Let, let me get <laughs> let me get the number of your credit card. It's been found on a dangerous site, but no, not like hey, life insurance. Nigga. I get well, all kinds like, of, hey, of calls. Hey, man, people, different. Hey man. Now he's trying to get you, bro. Let me get your social real quick. Your mama name. <laughs> and the streets. And, and the, the streets are growing. They always yeah. come from. They always come from like New Iberia, Louisiana. That's funny. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, Appaloosa, Louisiana. And I get a lot. It's free. Right. Just let me. 
I get a lot from New Orleans. Salt Lake City, Utah. I said, oh, that's D. Salim. That's crazy. I get a lot from New Orleans that asking me to vote. They asking me, hey, can we count on you to go out and vote for um, Congressman whatever? And I'm like, dog, I don't live in Louisiana. Stop it. We doing to get out to vote. How about the one? The one that I get that that kind of aggravates me the most is, hey, send us some money for the police foundation. Hmm. Mm. I'm hanging up. You're hanging up? No, I, no. I, I don't talk to him. Hanging your, up. As soon as, nah, I, your pops soon as it's not somebody them, I want to talk to, pops gave up. them your number. Like, this is like legit. Like, yeah, if stupid. the school bus driver union was hitting me up asking for that loot, <laughs> Raj, I would feel obligated <laughs> to at least hear him out. He's stupid. He's stupid. I'm just saying. It's big facts, man. I, what if you already heard him out? People, uh, what you say? What if you already had the conversation? Gift card numbers when they ask me for like a credit card. I just give them old gift card numbers. They ask you for credit card numbers? Time to play. Yeah, like somebody called me and asked me for, oh, you need to fix your, uh, like one time they said, oh, your Wi-Fi, just um, something about something, my Wi-Fi doing something, and the fix it, it cost me $10, so I gave them an old gift card number. If you think CAP call. is lying, you are probably correct. Hmm. So you got time. That's that's way more time. Yeah, De- dedicated to the- I, um, I was in the car. To the bit than most uh, people, man. <laughs> uh, it's not, you, I you dedicated to the bit. I mean, you made it through, man, but- it is what it is, man. Look, I got another question, not even question, another story that I just want to throw out there real quick. If you haven't heard it, I just want y'all to go read this one. A NASA, a NASA astronaut is accused of hacking a bank account from space. And um, that's just crazy. I just want y'all to go check this out. Um, what was her name? I had it written down here and I'm looking at it. Oh, um, Summer uh, Ann McLean. Um, basically she put her skills as a former U.S. intelligence officer to work when she suspected McLean had been hacking her bank account. So it was two chicks married and, uh, she contacted her bank, um, for details and logins and they found out that, um, basically Annie McCain was hacking her spouse Summer Warden's account from when she was at the International Space Station. So she was up there. So speaking of what you basically just said, Los, she had time. Like when you up there, I'm assuming mm-hmm. you got all the time in the world and then that's to be ha- float float around and hack people. And shit. The, the thing I was thinking about that story, which really got me to thinking, was this: I wonder, like, if her reception is like this shit. It has to be. Say to actually say the higher up you go, yeah, that's the better your reception. That's what I'm thinking. Like, wouldn't she have the best reception ever on her phones and internet and everything? Got it. She got hacked the earth. Yeah, she got. <laughs> she got like a thousand balls. She got a thousand. She hacked the whole earth. She did respond though. I'm actually looking at this right now. She says, "There's unequivocally no truth to these claims. We've been going through a painful and personal separation that's now unfortunately in the media. I appreciate the outpouring of support and will reserve comment until after the investigation. I have total confidence in the." investigation process no it says the ig um, process i don't even know what that i know i was thinking instagram <laughs> process, instagram but process. Hey, <laughs> she just texted that to you rod she just texted you that it's on twitter it's on twitter she tweeted <laughs> she, it. She, she just she no she just hacked the uh she just hacked the podcast and texted me she heard this shit real right time. right she heard the podcast real time because she up there listening that's funny she, that's she got it live. She know exactly what we said. <laughs> I think that is a very, very elaborate plot, though. If an old lady was like, "Man, I, you know, she's going crazy or something," like figure trying to figure out how she, how this lady know where she at or something, and oh, she hacked my bank account. And the crazy thing is, is the time that it got hacked, she was in space, <laughs> so she hacked me from space. Like, 
Ain't that one of them things where it's like, yeah, he 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 be riding around my house at this time of night, and I saw his car. That's one of them. That's one of them. That's one of them. That's one of them juicy smolets. One of them juices. Y'all ain't seen that Dave Chappelle yet. I saw it. That shit hilarious, boy. Go ahead, my bad. No, I mean, I felt like he had. Yeah, I feel like he had something to say, and that's why you stopped with Raj. The story he was telling, I felt like he had something real important to say, Lowe. I did, but it, it's no, no, no. Uh, Go ahead, what you got to say? Better yet, kill up that music for nothing nice to say. You know they say if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. If you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. Nothing nice to say, but I'll do nice. Ain't nothing nice. Yeah, shit, college college football is upon us. Um, and it got me to thinking about who my favorite college athletes of all time were. Um, the names that come to mind, I know people like Tommy Frazier. You remember all them tackles he broke against Florida in the national championship game? Larry Johnson. You know, I remember that boy having the real live gold tooth when he was in college. Like, he was like B-Town live. That boy was off the chain. Jared Mitchell, you know what I'm saying? Football and baseball national championship at LSU. Chris Manuel. University of Southwest Louisiana in the 90s. You know, that boy was like Michael Jordan of his time. You know what I'm saying? Honey Badger. You know, because that man was live. V.Y. comes to mind. Vince Young, obviously. Best college quarterback ever. Carlos Pearson from Texas Southern University. That boy went hell. Brittany Kreiner. That dude used to dunk on them hoes so bad. He's so stupid. <laughs> like, it was out of line. But honestly, this is a bit of a trick question. My favorite college athlete of all time was Tim Kicking Ain't Easy Manual of the Grambling State Tigers. Google my boy, man. They got a whole bunch of stories about game winners and block kicks, but kicker Tim Manuel also, he had a 45-yard touchdown one time to Brandon Logan against Alcorn in 2005, bone-crackling tackles. The boy used to get it in. We used to go up there to Grambling, do what people do when they had Grambling, and we had a blast. And I got one question, though. Why that man can't get a look for the NFL? Like right now, like today. Because as I'm looking on the internet, all I see is that Carly Lloyd wants to kick in the NFL. Why, bro? They don't have a whole bunch of other college kickers who deserve a shot before her? And everybody on TV is saying, oh, it's a good idea because they don't want to sound chauvinistic. But honestly, bro, it's more of like a practical thing. Homie, look, go. I want you to go and Google Becca Longo. In 2017, she became the first woman to earn a college scholarship in NCAA Division II Ohio when she signed um, at Alabama State University as a, I mean, Adams State University as a kicker. She should be getting a shot. Not a celebrity just because she's on the U.S. Women's National Team. I'm putting this on the level of Usain Bolt trying to play in the league because, you know, he was real fast and they was talking about he could get him to play receiver. There's more to going into being a football player than being fast or whatever, but I definitely give him more of a chance to make it Because he's a man trying to play football. Listen, I'm not going to get in my misogynist bag today because that'd be too easy. And I ain't got nothing nice to say about celebrity chick kickers who were getting there and demand equal pay for kickers. So I won't say nothing at all. You want Carly Lloyd out there, um, Raj? I'm interested to see it. I would definitely watch it. yeah, that's my thing. So <laughs> I think that um, you know we 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 have on the podcast talked about the U.S. women's women's national, national team. team. Um, I'm 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 cool. I do I never. I, it'll be a mil a, a thousand. Let me say a hundred. Let me say three hundred years before I think evolution creates a woman that 
can sniff the NFL mm-hmm. from whatever position. Um, um, but I would I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't mind her see I wouldn't mind seeing her kick an extra point in a preseason game. That's it. Um, now if yeah, full full on kicker, way, no way, no way. Like the same way you wouldn't mind watching Chad Ochocinco kick an extra point, or like that blind dude snap for USC, like that kind of thing, or like he yes. can hear real good though. That's so actually that man back then. That's actually a good, a very good point. Yes, I think that it is a a, a man that that's gonna sound it's gonna sound so terrible, but it's somewhat of a handicap. Hmm. Like it's like oh. it's. I'm not saying that it's a handicap to be a woman, but women do hit from the closer tee in golf mm-hmm. and, and golf has a handicap. So compared to that, it's uh, letting, letting a celebrity WNBA has that smaller has something ball, to do with, plays with a smaller ball. It's yeah, it's a thing. Sure. That is, it's, it is what it is. I wouldn't mind seeing Carly Lloyd or any one of them women that was on the U S women national team kick in the preseason, a pre-season field goal or a close chip shot field goal or, Extra point. What the thing that makes it a handicap, I think, is the other part of it, right? Like, kick, like the kick comes off the thing and they block it. It's almost like you can't, like, is you you're playing ten on eleven at that point because no, nobody could, that's nobody could hit you let her kick. nobody could hit the nobody could hit her, and then that's kind of not football in that way. Like I was just talking about Graham Stowe. I was talking about Tim Manuel. Like, Tim got video of bone-crunching hits that he laid on people as the kicker. There's a lot of NFL video of the kickers, like Sean Taylor, lighting up that kicker in the um, in the, in the Pro Bowl. Like, these, it's a thing. It, it happens in the NFL. The kickers get their ass smacked sometimes, right? Like, so it's still, it's still, it'll still be the same as playing 10 or 11 because the kicker ain't hitting nobody. So that's my, well, well I was saying, I was so saying it both ways. Sometimes, so, it, so whether it's a no, girl, the kicker so, gonna yeah, stick. so whether it's a girl in there or... The, no, yeah, I disagree. I disagree though, uh, Los. I think the kicker gonna at least try to push you out of bounds or something. She's going on the sideline. Really try? <laughs> I don't think she going. You don't know that. You don't know that. She might push you. Out and of she bounds might. Too. But hey, whenever who gonna hit her, whenever though? in the league, hey, whenever you see if she can and kick, like she can kick. I don't care. Put out. Whenever you see, let's go. But so she can't be a full time kicker. Kickers kick off, and I'm not gonna waste a spot just to have a kickoff specialist or, or a field goal kicker, and then have somebody else kick off. What I what I think my point is is a preseason yeah chip shot. What happens whenever they give the the special ed child the ball in a in a, in a game? They let him run. They just let him. So what they should do is hype the ball, let her kick it. Let her kick it. Lying, don't, no, no, like, try, no, nobody tries lying, to block man. it. Just let her kick it. You make it. So that, and it's man. on her if she make it or miss so it. So that every team in the NFL <laughs> needs lying, to get man. a U.S. Women's National Team member on their team so we can all kick field y'all goals lying, that nobody man. can rush. I'd be in y'all the preseason. Be super y'all dope. Lying. You said in the preseason. The only thing about that is, is it would have to be on a team like the Ravens where they have a they have a, a kicker already, like a bona fide kicker. You know, like yeah. there's no kicking competition. She can't take somebody else's opportunity. Put her, put her on the Ravens, where they're the best kicker in the in the in the league, and let her kick in the fourth quarter. No, so, I mean you're making. It. So listen, if she if she banging them thing from sixty yards out, y'all don't want home, y'all. Los, team. Well, no. we're not saying Los, we're not y'all saying. Tripping. Well, Mirage might be saying that. Not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying she's not banging them shits from fifty yards, sixty yards. That's what I said. How you know? Because she's not. How you she's know? Not. How you know? Okay. 
That's a, women's that's, legs are stronger than yeah, men's legs. Those are those are great yeah, points, right, Los? So my point yeah, that I make, good, good job, job good job. The point that I'm just trying to say is that just saying, no, uh, y'all niggas don't want to hit the truth. Yeah, Los, you pick the woman on your team every time to kick. My thing is, no one's saying, no kick. one's saying, and I maybe maybe you heard what you wanted to hear with nothing nice to say. But I'm, what I'm saying is, I did make yeah. reference to a chick who kicks in college. And I'm thinking in my head, she probably nice at it because she got a Division One, uh, well, D2 scholarship to kick. I think she probably could kick loud. And she probably been playing football, so she understand kind of the nuance of whatever. But I don't know if the U.S. national team woman who just kind of <laughs> out there kicking is ready for that, that work. <laughs> I don't think she's ready for that work, though. Whatever. I think she'll be all right, though. But I, I just, I, I have, when you bring up, when you bring up. She probably kicking got a wife. A, when you bring up kicking ain't easy. Um, you know, like yes, kick my man was on my man was on kickoff team, and he was laying hat. Mm-hmm. This lady will not lay hat. <laughs> we have not gotten there yet. Maybe she will. Yeah, well, let's let's change the subject because maybe she would lay hat. But <laughs> lay, lay lay mind. The, um, the yeah. no no, but I mean, and you know what? Honestly, I'm, I'm looking at Carly Lloyd, and that's kind of half of it. Man, you seen that video? I don't know if y'all saw it. Um, or the the high school, I think she was. Um, 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 shit. What is that? What sport is that? Um, rugby. Did y'all see that? That black, the kind of chubby black chick who was just running yeah. everybody over in rugby. Oh, uh, Respusha. Yeah, I think I saw that. Listen, bro, get her out there, and if she could kick, <laughs> then listen. That's the one you yes! got. Yes. <laughs> she can't catch nobody. No, that thing was fast. Hey, Cutting. I want to. I actually. I actually want to give you. I actually want to give you a, a scenario where I can see a, a a full on a full time female kicker in the NFL. If I have a punter that can kick off, and and this this lady has to be automatic. I'm talking ninety percent on the season. Then maybe I can do. And she got to hit the long. She got to hit the long field goals as well. And if I got a kicker that can kick off, then maybe it's a thing, maybe. But that's why I don't. I think it's gonna take three hundred years for that to happen. That's my estimation. Three hundred years. Give me oh, a fuck, lady kicker. Give me a big Haloti Naha looking uh, woman from Tonga somewhere who could kick that thing and play Australian rules football and rugby, and then I'm 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 with it. But you, like Los is right. Los is right in one point. Just one point. He only has one point. If she can make it, she can make it. But the if is if. If if is a fifth, and at this point you'd have to convince me that she can make it, and she would have to be making it damn near one hundred percent of the time to justify the the other part of it, which is that, like you just said, that you she wouldn't be she wouldn't be out there sticking her head in there to try to make tackles, and even if ain't no kicker doing that though, it's only a few, a handful. If they're just sticking their head and trying to make tackles, that's all I'm saying, man. So even if she can't make a tackle, you still and half the kickers don't really. They just back there so they won't get yelled at in film stuff. They ain't trying to make no tackle on nobody. They had run back there in front of that man and fall down. And, and no, but right, but Los, you you're completely man. entitled to your opinion, and that's fine. I, I'm just saying that watching football, I get what you're saying, but think about and <laughs> like I, I don't even know. I think I'm just trying to. Um, I'm talking to a wall in that way because they're gonna like. Think about the logistics of it. And I'm just going to put it this way. Maybe maybe this is a little bit more understandable. Is a man going to light her ass up if she comes over, like if she's running somewhere around the play? What other, like, no, yes, I don't think she's, so. She's I don't think so. Field. That's the point. 
I don't she think so. Better. As as I'm as a culture, that she, she. they're going to like grab her and say, "Stop!" Like, come on, man. Nobody is gonna lay head on that woman, cutting, <laughs> and that changes he fundamentally changes the game. That's a me too. Game, game. You can't grab her. That's a me too. And it changes the game. I think the I think yeah. the the only like way the, the only way that I would do that, like the only way that I would hit sticker, is this is so funny because I can't find a way not to innuendo it. <laughs> but anyway. The only way that I would that I would, that that would happen is if she jack beat jack that thing up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know some dudes that are later later clean out just because she had a woman out there playing football, just for that simple fact. Because yeah. they mad she out there and she took a man's spot. Damn. They lay out just for that. Cause they don't think she should be out there on the field, so they'll hit her hard just for that. That just for that reason. That's crazy that you didn't had this conversation before with your friends. <laughs> he knows some dudes. <laughs> they talk about. They used to talk about it in the locker room. Boy, if one of them women got yeah, out if, here. if a if a chick ever was to be on this field with us right now, no, because boy, no, I would chicken high school out. came out there with the. Is a chicken high school tried to come out there and play football and they were tagging her and she quit if you like, think that, like an hour. What's her name? The coldest. Crawford. It was, it was Dakota's brother, the, the bestest. The, the bestest. The bestest kicker. <laughs> That's stupid, man. Hey, look, man. No, nah, yeah. That, man. Listen, man, y'all uh, appreciate y'all kicking it with us this week, per usual, man. Uh, we're going to have some real live shit for y'all coming up real soon, man. Uh, some some dates we're going to announce real soon, letting y'all know what the um, BFW movement got in store. So until the next time, man, y'all lock in with us. Appreciate y'all locking in with us for, for the week, man. Tell a friend to tell a friend, and we out. I thought I came, but I peed on the dick. Pubic hair got inches that's weave on the dick. Pussy like a tree, it got leaves on the shit. Bang, bang, this pussy chief keep with the dick. Climbing on that dick, need a 10-foot ladder. I love the D, that's my favorite letter. My news in your phone, taking up your data. My cakes got fatter by using cum as the batter. Look down to your dick and tell him I won't disappoint it. Pussy on punishment if she miss a dick appointment. Sloppy toppy for poppy, leaving sloppy Joe shook. I only call you captain because your dick is off the hook. I can make your dick stand up like the Statue of Liberty once we fuck. Tap the head of the dick, duck, 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 goose. Head of the dick, duck, 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 goose. Get this dick up and running when he fuck with this cooch. Covered in all my cum, the dick be looking like a goose. <laughs> That's disgusting. It's fucking gross, bro. I like it, wow. though. I promise. Who is that? Is that not bad? I think. Like, I don't, I don't think. My, like, I don't no, think you know, but no, we, Raj. I don't think getting, the dick should be looking like a goose. I think it should be looking like a gander. <laughs> <laughs> I now wow. hope that if my mom ever listens to the podcast, she... She she don't listen to the end credits. Mm-hmm. Like she like, okay, they about to end the podcast. They talking about buy merch. They talking about buy merch in the weekend and all of that. And I'm just like, ah, like I, I hope she say, okay, I already heard this part. And she don't know NFL is coming.